so Nick Page. Nick, I'm so fussy about the sound quality page. Would you like to confess anything about the sound quality on this next podcast? Um, it, it, it might not be as good as I hope. Oh, I'm enjoying this. Say more. It, it might... <laughs> It might make me sound like I'm in the gents' lavatory somewhere. <laughs> Were you in the gents' lavatory, just to be clear? for the listeners? No, there was a problem with my microphone this end, and I was very ill, and I'm, I'm, I'm a sinner. <laughs> good. Well, I'm glad we've established that. <laughs> yeah. So, with all goodwill, <laughs> we're going to bless off and get on with the podcast. Okay, thank you. I'm very sorry, listener. everybody to episode 65 of the Mid-Faith Crisis podcast. My name is Nick Page and I'm joined by my good friend Joe Davis. Hello Joe. Hello Nick, how are you? I'm, I'm not very well. What? I haven't been very well for about 10 days now. Oh, I, I thought really? you were going to say about 40 years, no. Yes. Well, yeah, that as well. <laughs> yeah, no, that's no, not good. Well, that's no, no laughing so... matter. Why? How? What's up? Um, virus, head cold, yeah. fever, flu, man flu. But so the most, not a trivial, the most disease. dangerous of all flus. Yeah, have you been hospitalised? <laughs> no, but I, I don't know why they don't have a lot of those TV sort of marathon charity things in aid of man flu. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they have for everything else, don't they? You know, sort of cancer and all that <laughs> other stuff, but not for man flu. And that's one of the most debilitating diseases <laughs> on the planet. It is. <laughs> Never mind malaria. Anyway, man flu. Yeah, hey. We should start a campaign. We should, and we must. But, but other than that, I'm okay. My team is in the FA Cup yes. final. Well, is it your team or is it your old team? Well, there's the thing, isn't yeah. it? You know, I feel slightly um, uh, conflicted about it because, uh, as those of you know, I I've grew up supporting Watford, you know, and used to be a really passionate Watford supporter. Yeah. I and uh, and then I stopped because I just got absolutely fed up with football. So about 2010, I just stopped caring. I yeah, took you, a deliberate decision. Yeah, you weren't fed up with Watford. It was football generally, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was yeah. generally the whole yeah, thing, yeah. the Premier League and the hype and the sort of the rolling around when someone brushed against you and the obscene amounts of money and all this kind of stuff. So I just stopped caring. And so I, I stopped taking any interest and... Um, mm. But there's always that bit of you, isn't there, that sort of lingers. And so, you know, I have taken notice of this thing that, they, that they've that they got through to the... Uh, yeah. Oh, it's an inc- it was an incredible semi-final game. But let's not bore oh. the listeners with that. But no, it, it was no. absolutely amazing. Yeah. Anyway. They were well done. done. Well done. Well Watford. done. Well done, Watford. Mm. Great. Still, the cricket season started, so that's the main thing. Anyway. Is right. it? And, um, yeah, apart from that, I'm, I'm good. How about you? Uh, good. Yeah. Yeah, you know, life bumbles on. I do find the whole, as as you know, self-employed stuff is a mm. tough old thing, isn't it? You know, when you've got no work and no money coming in, you know, I tend to get a little bit low and some might say a bit anxious, which I try not to because I don't want to live my life uh, with anxiety. But that's just a fact of life. And then, uh, you know, when the work is there, you feel all buoyed and happy. So, yeah, mm. it's a strange thing. Doing some good reading, watching films... Looking after my mother, who's 93 and has frankly yes. earned the right to drive me mad. So God bless her. 
Well, <laughs> yeah, she's been she's been struggling lately. Yeah, hasn't she? she has been, bless her. Although I am told that I drove her mad when I was a young one. Actually, what I used to do, my mum's always had slightly bad nerves, and uh, what I used to do was sort of open this. We had these sort of sliding cupboards in our kitchen, mm. and I would set it up. And I did this for many years, actually, so that all the saucepans were sort of balanced on it. <laughs> no, and then she'd, no. she'd open them and they'd all fall out and they'd make the most satisfying sound wherever you were in the house. You knew Mum had opened that <laughs> So you made me cough. <laughs> I'm sorry. What a cool But thing. she seems to think that was annoying. But I never saw it no. that way as a child, although I think possibly at the tender age of 54, I can maybe see how she wouldn't have found it as funny as I did. That's strange, that. I think there's quite a number of things that you you do that other people find annoying, but you don't recognise, though. I haven't haven't seen it. No, well, there you go. (laughs) If by annoying you mean belovedness. (laughs) That's, yes, that's what I mean. That's definitely, absolutely what I mean. Can I recommend a book? I've been reading, do. Uh, it's called Keep Going by Austin Cleon. And if you don't know Austin Cleon, he's an artist and a writer uh, who's, who wrote, I think, the best book on uh, creativity called Steal Like an Artist. Uh, and this is his latest book. It's a very simple read. It's, it's, it's very good. I've been reading that while I've been ill. I recommend that entirely. That's very okay. good. Austin Cleon. Austin, I'll put a link in the show notes to it. Okay, fine. good. Yeah. Great. And uh, other than that, we, um, oh, now we should talk about that article in um, Christianity we magazine. Absolutely, I sent you. should. And I, do you know, I put that up as you probably saw. Uh, I did mm. put it on our Facebook page. You can find Mid Faith Crisis on Facebook. Yes, it's true. And yeah, the um, the Christianity article um, was really good. I thought it was going to be this sort of whinging, whining sort of. Here's what's how liberal and terrible some people are going to come. And I have seen these articles. And, you know, progressive Christianity always leads to atheism. It's the slippery slope. But it wasn't that at all. It was a No, it was, it was very positive, really, and interesting. And recognising it as a, a real um, issue, you know, or a real, a real, not even an issue, a real event. Yeah. Things that, stuff that is happening. Uh, yeah. And I, yeah, I thought it was very, very interesting. Um, uh, we'll again, I'll put, a, I'll put a link there. Um, yeah, if you, you know, I don't know. It, we kind of get into these things of what's, what's nice about it is it wasn't attacking yeah. the process of re- rethinking things. And I do get, you know, we we get into this thing where you have to keep defending oh, what you're going. It's so on. tiring, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. For your life, yeah. I don't believe this. I do believe this. I don't believe this. And then people say, "Why don't you believe this?" And it's it's all very tiresome. Yeah, so I I don't know really ever how to respond to this. I mean, nowadays I don't really t- want to get into those arguments. No. If I'm honest, no. I I think I what I want to, to tell people is to bless off. Do you? <laughs> yes, that's my new phrase. <laughs> just bless off. Yeah. Why don't you just bless off? <laughs> Because I think that's kind of loving, but also indicates that you don't really want to talk to them. Um, <laughs> that's a great idea. I'm going to use that more. <laughs> but what was nice about the article is that um, it, it, it made it made it clear that you were sort of deconstructing to reconstruct. It wasn't just about um, absolutely, you know, tearing it apart. And I think sometimes uh, I don't know if we talked about this last time, but sometimes we, we've been 
people have talked yeah. to me about the podcast and they said, well, you're very good at tearing things down. I think we, we do try and, and help people to construct I hope so. things. I hope so. Um, yeah, absolutely. Because, you, you know, you can't stay in deconstruction because it makes you cynical and, you know, bitter and miserable, yeah. actually. Yeah, I, I love that bit in the article that came from uh, Richard Rod. He says, uh, picture three boxes. The first is order. The second is disorder. The third is reorder. So, you know, that's the natural flow of the spiritual journey. You know, the first box, you know everything. <laughs> I used to know everything. Life was so much simpler then. And then, yeah. and then it all falls apart. But if you stay there, that's a, you know, that's a recipe. For me. You've got to, in the end, reorder it. In fact, he says here, if you stay inside the first box, it creates angry people, rigid people and unhappy people. When you leave the first box, it feels like dying. And then he says, when I had to leave my early Catholic certitudes, it felt like a loss of faith. So, you know, that you need to move through these mm. boxes and you have to end up with a bit of reconstruction. And that's why, in a sense, we started the podcast. And that's why I run a cult nowadays. You do. And yeah, I think it. we're going to touch on both of these um, I think we processes shortly. Yes, um, indeed. Yeah, but, so a good article. We'll put the link in. And uh, I think it's encouraging. So and it, partly it's encouraging because it means that, you know, Look, if Christianity magazine is writing about it, you are not alone out there. Absolutely. <laughs> there's a, there's yeah. a lot of reconstructivists going yeah. uh, uh, going around. Oh, and can I say they used the phrase mid-faith crisis? They did, and they linked to an article that I wrote in the magazine a few years, about, a Happy couple of years ago. Happy we starting this podcast. Isn't that good? Great. Yeah. And I was also on a podcast talking about it. I was on the uh, Premier Christianity podcast uh, with Sam Howells talking about that article. And I'll see, I don't know if that's come out yet, but I'll see if, that, if it has. I'll put, put a link. link. Put a link to anything with you in it. Nick. Because my feeling is you can never get enough uh, Nick Page in, <laughs> no, exactly. in your earplugs. No, and, and how many times earphones. have you told me that? <laughs> yeah, indeed. I, 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 like, like you, I can't see how anybody would ever find that annoying. No, of course no. not. Um, all right, let's let's move on. Listen, it's coming to that that um, time of year. It is. It's the Easter. most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> I know you just sang that. I've got you, confused. I should get you to sing that at every festival. <laughs> Thank festival. you. It's, Forget it's a Passover. Yeah. <laughs> that is the most Corpus Christi. You know. <laughs> well, they, the other festivals don't have enough songs. I mean, arguably mm. Easter does have one or two, but they're not as fun. Well, not many. No, they're mm. not as fun. Anyway, I had a little Easter message, though, from somebody. Oh, good. Which is nice. Good. Uh, we're not an Easter, not an Easter card, uh, but I had a couple of uh, presents for us. Um, Ethel, from oh, our good. friend Ethel. Excellent. And she sent us through um, some Calvinist Kinder Eggs. <laughs> Lovely. Um, there's only a toy in them if, if you're part of the elect. You know, that's how you know. <laughs> If you break it open and there's nothing in there, then you're damned, really. So that's... Uh, but it's still you've got some chocolate. <laughs> she said this little message. She said, I would wish you a blessed Easter, uh, but here at the Stone the Heathen Tabernacle of Grace, we prefer to celebrate Good Friday twice. <laughs> so they don't actually do Easter. She said, that, that keeps us more focused on death, which is what really matters. <laughs> it's true. Do you know, that would be funny if it wasn't true for so Well, many there churches. we go, you see, because Ethel has ever, has ever has got us thinking. <laughs> yes. And um, I thought we might talk about Easter, or we thought we might, we mm. might talk about that, because this yes. uh, episode goes out on the Saturday before uh, Palm Sunday, yeah. or Palm Sunday Eve, yeah. or 
or washing the donkey Saturday, as it should be known. I don't know. What would you do? <laughs> yeah. Prepping exactly. the donkey Saturday. Exactly. <laughs> um, and we did. We did think it might be interesting to talk about what does Easter mean for uh, us today. How do people in yeah. mid, mid faith crisis? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Easter. Great um, idea. So I'll I'll throw that at you first, really, because you just mentioned your cult. Yeah. Uh, For you, you, um, Joe Davis, disgraced Baptist pastor. Thank you. And uh, your cult, Soul Soul Place. Yes. uh, What does Easter look like? Uh, Well, we meet every Thursday. So Monday, Thursday will be a slightly different evening for us. And uh, and, uh, we do a prayer-based event on that night. Uh... Involving extinguishing candles, and ah. it's very powerful. And we've done it the last couple of years, and yeah, so so that's so it starts really on Monday Thursday for us. Mm. There are no plans for a Good Friday uh, meditation, but we will be doing an Easter Sunday meditation on the beach, eight thirty in front of Sea Lane Cafe for any locals listening. And if you are in the south of England, you will be very welcome to join us. We'll have a good old breakfast at Sea Lane Cafe afterwards. But we'll we'll be thinking about what death and resurrection actually means for us, mm. and taking a more spiritual view of the story in terms of what it actually means in my life. What where does Good Friday touch my life? What needs to die? in me what need what do we need to let go of or what what fear or darkness do we need to actively walk into in order to encounter uh, the power of resurrection sunday well that's that's so it will all be around those kind of things and we'll probably have a liturgical communion on easter sunday yeah yeah, and we may sacrifice a fish or something. Who knows? Well, obviously, it's not. Saying. It's not one of your meetings unless some kind of animal gets sacrificed. We well, it's that. not one of our meetings without food. That's for sure. No, that's more to the point. Yeah, I mean, um, do you go to? Do you ever? Are you Joe Davis rather than yeah. you know running the thing? Yeah. Do you like go to somewhere else at Easter? Do you ever go and celebrate it another way? Or uh, I haven't done for the past four or five years you're like okay no i mean a couple of those years we were in mexico and we i think we did toddle to a church then but it was right yeah yeah it's not as helpful as doing a meditation on the beach i find no fine but there you are but that's to do with stage of faith and all the rest of it and life yeah sure sure yeah Yeah. it's interesting you're saying about the um candles thing yeah because that's quite an ancient um practice Actually, they're on the Monday Thursday night. There's a service called Tenebrae, which means shadows. Yeah. Do you know? Is that where you got the? I yes, yes, we uh, yes, I believe we did. In fact, I can't take much credit for it because we were helped by uh, Baldy McLaren, as he's known. Oh, okay. And in in one of his really helpful books that walks through the sort of church calendar. Uh, when it comes to the Easter thing, he explains all of those things okay. in its history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. It's called "The Road You Make by Walking." I oh yeah, found yeah. It's I've, a very I've, helpful book. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Great for groups, for cults. Hmm. Start your own cult, listeners. I highly recommend it. Oh, hmm. good. Right, Slash small group for a church. Doesn't matter. I mean, it's interesting rediscovering the the ancient sort of yeah. practices then and the, the liturgy really is. yeah um i suppose for me that's one of the key things about the time 
and about how we yeah. might um, respond to it and how people in mid-faith crisis might respond to it yeah. is to sort of really um, dig, in, dig a bit into the sort of ancient yeah. practices of it. Yeah, I think really. so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, because again, I mean, this is, this is a big part of the mid-faith crisis, I think, that you, you keep rediscovering... What you thought was orthodoxy, you discover time and time again, is only what we've been thinking as Christians for the last 100 years or 200 years. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. not part of the first 1,000 years or even 1,500 years, more often than not. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, good to plunder um, those traditions and, and find out more. Yeah, uh, it's quite. I've I've been reading actually quite a lot on um, the development of liturgy. Have you? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you, I thought you'd. I thought you'd enjoy. Are you going though. to talk about this now? Well, I. It's in the running order. How long are you going to talk about? Because <laughs> be I, I, I can actually. This. I can just select a snooze button on my phone. <laughs> and you can no, tell no. me when you've finished. <laughs> you just talked about your. No, cult. go on. Yeah, no. So less about the development of liturgy. What could be more no, interesting? No, here's here. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to try. Challenge accepted. Let me try and make this a, okay. slightly interesting. When you look at the history of the the, the celebration of Easter, because obviously the, the key thing about Easter is it's it's the oldest Christian celebration, the most important one. Yeah, Go it predates it. the church. Yeah, because it was Passover, so it predates. Yeah, so good the, point. You know, it it like um, that and baptism are the two sort of practices that actually predate. Um, uh, the church really so it's very ancient and uh, in the first centuries it was really probably just a a simple sort of a fast a time of fasting and then a feast and it covered the whole story told the whole story of um, the death and resurrection Um, and it would have been celebrated at Passover and it was only sort of later on that they moved it to the the Sunday nearest Passover Mm. you know so that that's a change so we you know we uh, 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 it sort of moved away from that, moved moved into the Sunday, and then gradually this thing gets extended um, uh, over the centuries, and so you get more commemorations, and, and uh, yeah. you get um, Palm Sunday comes in, and and, and uh, um, Ash Wednesday, and all this kind of stuff. That's those are much later developments. Yeah. But what's interesting to see the way that the thing is extended, as you were doing in a sense on the beach, yeah. to tell the story. Yeah. That's the key thing I think about the celebration is how do mm. how do we as mid faith crisis people tell tell this story? Mm. I mean, if you look at the the, the, uh, the in um, in the official sort of term for it is the tri triduum triduum sacrum the three sacred three days, mm. and it began on this is sort of slightly later liturgy but it's still only about sort of three hundred ish two hundred three hundred. It began on the Thursday night. Mm. Um, because that was when the Friday was considered to start. You know, they did an evening to evening day. So, mm. so you you began on Thursday night with um, the the stripping of the altars as well. It, it, right. it, so, yeah. what you bit what you would do? Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the church, everything would be taken out yeah. of church. All the yeah. all the vestments would be taken out. The altar would be stripped. The candles would be extinguished. Yeah. And in a sense, what's happening is a a death, a, de- yeah, a demolition exactly. of the church. Exactly. You know, and then so so you, the, the church is dismantled, and then interestingly, the next day, the Saturday is um, the, the book I was reading yes. called it an, called it an a liturgical day. So nothing What's happened on it. Yeah, nothing, no liturgy. There's an emptiness. There's yeah. just a void. That, do you know? 
That is so helpful because we were looking at the Saturday. I've never thought about Easter Saturday. We've only ever done Good Friday and Easter Sunday. I've never thought about the Saturday. Yeah. But it yeah. was last year when we were working through this that Saturday is the place of darkness. It's liminal. You, yeah. You're in despair. There's no Easter resurrection yet. It's the darkest dark place. Yes. And faith is required <laughs> yeah, to yeah. handle the emptiness and darkness of that day. Really and, is. And, and what's amazing is that the liturgy sort of reflects this. The church, the, the t- traditional yeah. church practice reflects it. It doesn't try and cram in, oh, yeah. let's put a worship service yeah. in there. Oh, <laughs> hallelujah, <laughs> Sunday's coming. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah no, it's Saturday, we ought to fill yeah. it with some kind of... No, no it says there's a, this is a blank, yeah, a void. That's interesting, yeah. And then, of course, on Easter on Easter Day, you have it, mm. everything bursts back into to new and unexpected life, and and that's that's how it was. Now, that, one more thing, I think it's interesting reading about it because I would never have picked yeah. this up, but but this I've been reading this book. It's by a guy called Philip Fatiker. I'll have to put the name oh. in. How is he? I like it. he going through life called that? Anyway, yeah. but he but um, he points out that that technically. The, the liturgies on the Thursday night and the Friday don't end. They don't, right. they, there's no closure to them. And so it, what he's sort of saying is the whole thing is one long kind of yeah. event. It's one, yes. it's continuous. It doesn't, it doesn't sort of, it's not like we'll yeah. do this bit and then we'll do that bit. It, it, this, this, is, this moves, it's a journey that moves so from... Good. Yeah, I found that absolutely yeah. sort of fascinating. And I, and I, you know, just thinking back on my own journey, you know, like, I, basically, I didn't really know what to do with Easter Sunday. I got Good Friday. Mm. I understood that I was an absolute wretch, miserable, and that, you know, God needed to punish his son. Jesus had to die, and, you know, in order for, for me to be forgiven, I, we needed the blood, or God needed the blood, Um and the, and the Resurrection Sunday was just a sort of happy ever after. Or I suppose it was yes. like, you know, an assurance that I'd go to heaven after I died. I mean, that was the old way I thought, I think, Yeah. Um, back then. No, 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 I it's, much it's, prefer a more joined up yeah, kind of approach. That, and a movement. A yeah. sense that you're going on so, a journey. And that's the whole point of this. You are, you are journeying through the story, yeah. so through the historical story, you are seeing it sort of worked out, so like you get this church, is it kind of becomes an image of a tomb, it becomes dismantled. So it's you're seeing it all around you, and then it, and then you get this tremendous sensory experience of it bursting back into life. And the more I was thinking about this, I was thinking about this podcast, the more I thought, well, isn't we could see those three days as as a as a kind of picture of the mid faith crisis Absolutely. itself. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what you brought out earlier. The same the kind of, you know, what what darkness do you go into? Yeah. It, it, you know, that in other words, you're f- just as as the stripping of the altars. Isn't that what happens to so many of us yeah. that that actually we kind of we want to dismantle church. Yeah. We want to take it to pieces. Yeah. It's not doing anything for us. It, church, yeah, in a sense, exactly. dies for us. And then this void. There's a kind of nothingness. It's nasty. There. And that's a time when going to church doesn't make you feel yeah. happy and not going to church strangely feels a bit empty because it's like well what is there you know it's, it's a dark place that yeah you know nothing satisfies yeah and then finally this hope yeah this bursting into new life this sudden hope. sudden resurrection yeah. new new patterns new ways of looking at it 
Exactly. So I just think if we, you know, maybe for people um, uh, going through midfaith classes, maybe you can find a, a really traditional church that is doing this kind of stuff that you might that yeah. you might benefit from that. Yeah. Maybe you can work through it um, uh, with friends or on your own. But actually, if you if we were to look at this, I'm going to try and look at this uh, three days as not just uh, the story of the passion, but my my passion, my Absolutely. story. Yeah. What what I've gone through and I'm going through. Yeah. Uh, so there the, we are. That's the that's the that... bi- bifidus digestum or whatever it was um, that you called it. <laughs> bifidus digestum. Isn't that the Where does that come from? I, I, I don't know. I think it's in yogurt, but it's supposed to help. <laughs> <laughs> that, sure. my friends, is how to make liturgy interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Eat Challenge it. one. <laughs> No, but that is, I think that is, I mean, I'm sorry, I don't want to lose what you said, because I do think no, that no, is no, no, really, no, that's, that's really important. And um, no, I think one of the ways as well for, you know, if you, particularly if you're in that phase where you're not going to church and, you know, it's Easter and you kind of feel like maybe you should, but if you go, you're going to be miserable. And, you know, if you're in that mm. stage, I think, you know, start asking yourself better questions. So for some, it might be as radical or unthinkable of did a man really raise, rise from the dead? You know, mm. you may be struggling with that. And I'd say, ask a different question. Like, can we meet the risen Christ today is a better question, mm. I think. A more appropriate question as well. And, um, you know, death and resurrection, I, I mean, I do see it as just... Once you start seeing the Easter narrative in a new way, you start to see how death and resurrection is the fabric of the whole universe. You know, the, like you know, basically, you and I are here because a, do- a star died <laughs> right. millions of years ago. <laughs> I mean, at a purely, you know, was that astrophysical level? I don't know, but you know, there's there's that sense that we're here because something died in our bodies today. Millions of cells have died, but at the same time, millions of new ones have come into being. There's been a little death and resurrection in our bodies already, and 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 for me, as we as we come to the Easter story, you know, you can take that more literal approach. That perhaps we used to take but a more interesting question is what what actually needs to die in my journey now in my life what am i hanging on to that i should let that actually ought to be put to death in order for me to push through the darkness yeah to resurrection yeah. the the other side of it i had a really nice quote about death can i say it yeah from baldy mcraw no 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 fluffy <laughs> fluffy. He's not Baldy. He is Baldy McLaren and Fluffy Raw. No, I, I just, I just. Oh, they're both Baldy. They're both Baldy. Oh, I don't know. I didn't know that. Says, this is Baldy McDavis quoting Baldy McRaw. Okay. He on. says, "Death, whether one of many deaths to the false self or our final physical dying, is simply returning to our spacious ground of being, to our foundation in love. Life doesn't truly end." It simply changes form and continues evolving into ever new shapes and beauty. Yeah. And I love that because on the one hand, I've got this 93-year-old mother who is actually, you know, in a, quite a literal way, staring death in the face at one end. And yet there's also, that also speaks at another level to me of actually, 
you know, dying to the false self and the ego self. And there's things in my life that I know I've got to put to death and everything. And so Easter sort of somehow brings the whole thing together. It's not just an end of life thing, though it might be, but it's also a today thing. And actually, just to quote Baldy McLaren, he does say this, and I thought this was genius. Easter isn't something we remember, it's something we live and breathe. Yeah. And again, that's well, just, that's it. That's yeah. true at a physical level, it's true at an emotional level, it's true at a spiritual level. I, I, I think that's true. And if, I'll, I'll quote, counter quote, not counter quote you, I'll add to that quote, but it's an interesting mm. source that they're mm. agreeing with, uh, which is Augustine. Oh, and August, wow. Augustine said this he said, We are Easter people, and Alleluia is our song. Well, it, I think that's, that's it's good to know are. he said something good, isn't it? Now, are you, we need to talk about Augustine sometime. I mean, he was a bit of a. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he had some good stuff. Some good, stuff good. Well, he's like us all. He was messed up in some ways, and he, you know. Yes, absolutely. Bit of a genius in others. Loved his mum. He did. God bless him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, listen. We should we should wrap up. I think there's um, some. Uh, hopefully, there's some food for thought there. I hope you have a, a, a great Easter. Yeah, everybody, but... and, and enjoy questioning Saturday as it should now be. Maybe absolutely. In, in terms of what you just said, that'd be a great. That'd be a good thing to do. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Questioning Saturday and unexpected answers Sunday. How about that? Exactly. Anyway, um, yeah. Enjoy Easter. Yeah, we wish you a very uh, happy Easter indeed. And if you are in the south of England and you do want to come down to Worthing on Easter Sunday because you're not really the going to church type that day, then please do come and join us outside Sea Lane Cafe. I'll put a link uh, on the uh, Facebook page. And if you are a going to church kind of person and you're in yeah. Oxfordshire, I am preaching in uh, St Leonard's Church on Easter Sunday. Are you? It's St Leonard's yeah. Church where? There may Ancient. be more than one. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, it might be helpful. Just Great. pick a St. Leonard's Church and see if I'm there. No, no. <laughs> St. Leonard's Church Ensham on Sunday, uh, Easter Sunday in the morning. Oh, that'd so, be a uh, treat. Yeah, that'd be good. Excellent. Yeah. Well, anyway, thanks very much for listening. We'll be back with you in a few weeks. Uh, yeah, have a great Easter. Cheers. Bye.